Hello, Kingdom Speakers around the world. Today, this may be the most foolish episode you've ever heard on Kingdom Speak. Welcome back to another episode of Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Hardly is this going to be more foolish than gone fishing. Sitting to my left and to your right yes. is the moose prophet. Yes, ah, that is man, correct. The man who predicted. Yeah. Is that M O U S S E? Yep. I love moose. Mm-hmm. moose. Chocolate yes. moose. Chocolate moose. Yes. Sir. How was the hunt, producer Randy? We had a good week. So fill us in. What happened? Uh well, we, as give we, us a live moose call, we, brother Randy. No, sir. As um, we well. uh, predicted on our last episode of Kingdom Speak, <coughs> yeah, we uh, we shot on Wednesday. You did. We shot on Wednesday. I we know. Shot on Wednesday. I know. Derek said we couldn't shoot on Wednesday, but that's what happened. So first day, you never saw a thing. We did. We seen two bulls. Two bulls, and just didn't Tuesday. get. Just didn't get to them. You couldn't. What, you oh missed, no. Do you miss them? No. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. No. That's not what we've heard. No, we tried to. Uh, Vanessa almost got a shot off, but didn't quite work. So, uh huh. We let those How big guys is walk. He? Which one? The one you got. The one we got was ten points. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Weighing just under six hundred pounds. So Eight. you clean it all out and then you weigh it, right? Is that how it works? Yep. You field dress it. Six hundred pounds. Wow. Six hundred pounds in the cooler. Some hamburger. Yep. That was so great. So now meat. you chop it up and eat it, right? We do. We take it to a butcher. Cool. And cool. They, the ultimate Canadian thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hanging the head in your living room? Or? Yep. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm sure Erica's okay with that. No, it's 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 going to be in Vanessa's living room. <laughs> oh. Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Are moose heads like Joanna Gaines approved? If you paint them. If you paint them. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the chatter last week about the moose call. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was preaching out last week. And yeah. And, and people that didn't even know there was a thing called moose, let alone that they had phones. <laughs> and you could call them. Yeah, the moose they, call. They were pretty intrigued by it. Yeah. I had one guy tell me, he said, usually when Epi- uh, Kingdom Speak drops, I grab my Bible and I yeah. and I get ready. Yeah. He said, man, I got to go back and listen to it again because I spent the rest of the episode Googling moose, moose calling. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have some footage this year um, because my good friend Derek. Mm-hmm. Not this Derek. I said my good friend. Oh, Derek, well. Um, wow. Was the caller Sing. was the caller this week? Okay, uh, and he did a great So he job. did the calling. So he did all the calling this week. Well, what did you do? I was running the smoke pole. <laughs> the he was cal- running the, what? The, the, the mini cannon. Oh, the smoke pole. The smoke pole. <laughs> <laughs> the shooting stick. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is true. We actually poked the moose right on the end of the nose. Why? And Before you shot it, or yeah, that's a bit <laughs> <What>? close, <laughs> bro. It was standing there, just one antler. All we can see is one antler and its mm-hmm. face, nose. There was mm-hmm. no vitals, no nothing. He was getting ready to leave, so we took him right in the end of the nose, blew the whole bottom jaw. Off, Ouch! And, yeah. Ouch! Yeah. Seriously, yeah. nasty. But I don't think he felt it. So that's cruel. So somebody sent a a. Uh, a video to our mm-hmm. account, social media account, and it was of mm-hmm. the Guinness 
World Book of Records in someplace in Maine, Skowhegan or something. It's not that far away from here. Yeah, where there was 1,500 people that yeah. all done a moose call at the same time or something. <laughs> And it, yeah, it was a pretty, I should have had it. I think I was outside that day. I may have. Had <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. That's the day all the moose were running towards oh, Maine. My word. Where are you guys going? <clears throat> yeah. It is wow. pretty neat though. When they, when you get to engage with them, that is definitely the funner yeah. part of the moose hunt versus just driving up on them. And so is the moose becoming like a human or are you becoming like a moose? That's that a little happens? bit of both. Mm. For sure. Yeah. This one did come out to the call. It was so when you, so get you out called you- it and it answered. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Come on, show us how. Like, come on, Moose. Yeah. Come on, Moose. Come on, give, give us It's an like example. calling a dog, basically, and the dog comes Here, to you. Here, Moosey. Well, you're trying to engage them in a fight, right? So Yeah, you're, you're just, challenging them. You're challenging them, and you're letting them know that you're in mm-hmm. their territory, and they're very, very territorial mm-hmm. moose. So, All right, folks, that's a wrap. Wow, thank that's you. It. Hunting 101. Let's hey, if you are a fellow hunter, the, let us know. Let us know. I, we, we need to see the love here. Yeah. If you are a if you're big a hunter, game, tell us. You tell us. We don't want to hear. Listen, <laughs> crickets. Hey, we don't want to hear if you're a golfer. Uh, <laughs> oh, we want to hear if you're a hunter. What I would suggest there's probably as many golfers oh, yes. in the audience as hunters. I would agree. Really? I, I yes. think so. I don't know. Let them vote. Are you a uh, hunter? You hunter or a, or a golfer? golfer? I guess you can be both. You can be both, but pastor is be, clearly all of the above. Hunter, and a fisherman. Fisherman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Golfer. Yeah. Avid golfer. Angler. Yeah. Angler. Angler. An angler. He's basically sponsored by Bass Pro. Basically. The all-around Your Bass Pro is, guy. Jaren's yeah. a Bass Pro guy. He's yeah, got yeah. the hat. You got the hats. The camel Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. We got to get back on the rails. So on that note. I, <laughs> Which note? <laughs> I, I hand-selected, as I always do. Hand-selected. That is part of the perks of being the co-host. You hand-select the review that you're going to read out of the pile. <clears throat> this one is in caps. It says, Killer Podcast. Because of Randy. <laughs> Kingdom Speak. So somebody's, somebody's heard you say, yeah. put Randy's name in. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll, they've and, heard more, too, because it yes. gets good. Kingdom Speak, <laughs> props to you guys. Thank you for covering everything I don't know how to teach my new converts in Bible study. Now I know how. I might as well send them to your podcast. I loved the PK episode. Y'all need to do a podcast on home missions. Ah. It gets tough out here. And here's the reason I know that they listen. This was sent to us from money, money, platypus, money, money, three, three, two, one. (laughs) So we will say amen to a platypus today. (laughs) Money, money, platypus. is out of control they're playing into this at this point yes they are it's uh they are but we are glad you're back in one piece and um we're looking forward to the moose jerky that you bring us on the show we'll do it yeah i'm looking okay, you to heard that. it first here yep we'll do it, yeah. do it. so i told the audience it's going to be foolish today what's um what's the oh you want to do this right now what's the all right okay Say it. this is a kingdom speaker <laughs> I never would have guessed. If you have a sweater or a hat, you proclaim yourself as a kingdom speaker, but this is the original kingdom speaker. Uh, the reason we have it on the show today is... Like it's a legit Bluetooth speaker. It's like a honking thing. It, it 
I don't know how many watts it is, but it's enough. It works good. It works very well. Loud enough that if you have it in the back seat, your parents are going to make you turn it off. Uh, the reason we're, we have this out here today is because by the time you're listening to this episode, we will have hit 500,000 podcast plays. Whoa. That's just the audio podcast. That's not the YouTube version. Whoa. That's half a million folks. Mm. Come on. And those numbers are not... uh, They're not inflated? Inflated. Like, we can prove it with screenshots. We're not just hyping this up. Uh, Who would have thought... Not me. Mm. Very true. That when we started this, we would be talking about... So if you... I haven't even... We were hoping our family would listen when we started. (laughs) And keep listening. Because they were stuck in their basement and not allowed to go from room to room. <laughs> I've never even counted up our YouTubes, uh, but half a million audio is insane. Yes. So thank you for that. Why don't we just say amen to the entire audience? Let's just say amen. Yeah. Can I get a amen? Amen. amen? Can I get a hallelujah? So we're going to give it away. It's a couple hundred dollar speaker. Uh, that's what it costs us. So why don't we just give it away? Uh it's You're not going to wait till I go fishing again and then no, give it no, away? No. Okay. Uh, we understand your trip is booked, and we are already doing show prep for that. <laughs> <laughs> we are. <laughs> In the meantime, we're going to give this away. It's going to be a social media giveaway, and it's very simple. All you need to do is write us uh, and tell us what your favorite episode is and tag a friend in your post, and we will announce the winner on the next show, which is next week. So we're going to give it away. So they they just say their favorite episode. Yep. And okay. yep. tag somebody. And tag somebody. Tell someone else about Kingdom Speak. Uh, we will make a post on social media to kick this off. Um, it's Friday, so give us a couple days uh, to get back in the office. And Do they going. have to tag us or no? Uh, yeah, of course. But we'll never know if they post if they don't tag us. That's right. right? Uh, good question, though. Uh, so that's it. 500,000. Really that's though, crazy. Like, that is just crazy. Just before we get back into the episode, that's pretty insane. Like half a million. We got some loyal, fo- loyal folk out there. They put we up do. with some stuff to get us here. It's uh, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, it's crazy. They're obviously tuning in for you. It ain't for hey, me or producer Andy. That is for you. sure. Uh, that so. fisherman episode was. Yeah. That brought a new angle to things. It's okay for one week, but after a couple of weeks of that, it would just kind of get off the rails in a hurry. Yeah. yeah. But it is an honor to be here with you, honestly. You guys are great. Um, it's been an awesome yes, it so far. So thank We love you for the fact that we hear from folk. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now. It took a while pretty for cool. that traction to, yep. to take off, but we enjoy hearing from you. So thank you. So let's get into the foolishness of today's episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read anything in scripture that when you read it, you just kind of scratch your head and go, what in the world Mm -hmm. is that? Mm -hmm. Uh, One that comes to mind immediately is scriptures like never boil a kid in its mother's milk. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's some scriptures like that that dumbfound you? (laughs) I don't. This isn't. This isn't scripted, so roll. I, I have one that's... Don't like, say Acts 2.38. No. Okay. I have one that's less violent than that one, but I was reading in Esther where the king can't sleep. He's like, hey, bring me out a book and just start reading. Uh, and it's about when he 
he hears about Mordecai exposing the plot. Like, yeah. what are the chances? Timing. What are the chances? Yeah. Like, that's, it's crazy. That's crazy to me. Uh, I think it was Bishop Booker that I heard talking about not, not boiling a, uh, mm-hmm. a kid goat in its mother's milk. Mm-hmm. And he was, re- he, what he brought out of it is that that milk is meant to provide nourishment. Okay. To that kid goat. And you are not supposed to consume someone with what is supposed to nourish them. Well, listen to Brother Booker. Wow. There. So he needs to come on the podcast. Yeah. We've tried. Yeah. We've tried. We're still trying. Help us out with that, folks. So there's scriptures that are very intriguing. Mm -hmm. And... You guys know I've been kind of on this trek through the book of Zechariah over the last mm-hmm. couple of months inadvertently. Sometimes servers break it up. Mm-hmm. But Zechariah, and, and, and this kind of spreads into the breadth of the minor prophets and, and the prophets mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. But there's a dynamic there. And we talked last week about the role of the pastor, mm-hmm. that the supremacy of that guiding spiritual voice right. in your life, and that right. he's not just one of many voices. And we used that out of the book of Zechariah where he talks about uh, foolish shepherds mm-hmm. and then the value of a good shepherd. So you need to go listen to that to get the full context of what we're going to talk about today. But what you notice when you're reading through Zechariah is that it's full of symbolisms and you can read something mm-hmm. and then go, mm, there seems to be more to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as you're reading, you, you see the image, right? Right. You, you begin to, you begin to the, the wheel within the wheel or right. the, the dragon with the heads in, in revelation. It's yep. like, man, what, what was this guy seeing that at the time he only had certain words to describe it. To describe it. Right. In their in their culture and their sure. time. Sure. And it's it's almost like when you're reading uh the parables that Jesus teaches yeah. about the sower going forth to sow. Yeah. And and he he cast liberally here, there, and everywhere, the falls on the pathway, falls on mm-hmm. good soil, mm-hmm. and there's a host of a varying host of responses to it, thirty fold, sixty fold, hundred fold. Mm-hmm. You can leave that Sunday morning service where you heard the master tell a story in a way that only he can. Yep. And you can be content to leave with, wow, what a great story. Yes. Yes. Or you can be like or, a disciple. Right. Right. Who says, no, 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 no. There's something more here. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. What I, were you I, trying to say? Yeah. What, what did you mean mm-hmm. when you said? Mm-hmm. Right? So... Out of that multitude of people that would follow Jesus, you had those that just came for loaves and, and, and fishes. You had mm-hmm. those that just came for miracles. But then you had those that said, wait a minute. I want to know the true essence right. of what you're saying. Yeah, You see this in the book of Zechariah where he would show things and say like, uh, he makes the statement, who are you, great mountain? Mm-hmm. Who? Mountain? Mm-hmm. And he is speaking to Zechariah about a man by the name of Zerubbabel, mm-hmm. whose name means sown in Babylon, 
So he is he is someone that was born in captivity. That's right. And is leading the charge back to the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which is an overwhelming task. Yep. For a man that did not see what it was in its former glory. No. So that changes the whole there's there's so many things we can pull out of this, but when when he is asked how many have seen it in its former in her former glory and how do you see it now? And mm-hmm. oh, he didn't see it before. <laughs> he, <laughs> didn't. he was born in Babylon. That's right. So how how do I even answer that question? But there was something pulsing on the inside of him that said, if you give me a chance, I will be involved with the rebuilding process. Yeah. Show me how. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the the full scope of the book of Zechariah is really dealing with bringing a people from captivity back to Jerusalem, getting them out of Babylon is the easiest part. Getting Babylon out of them is quite another. Well, that's key, man. Yeah. And this is reminiscent of getting them out of Egypt is an overnight journey. Yep. Getting Egypt out of them was a 40-year trip Mm -hmm. and then some. Okay? But Zerubbabel is in that process, and there's all of these symbols that God begins showing to Zechariah to speak to Zerubbabel about this is how we're going to get it done. Mm -hmm. You're overwhelmed by the the, the size of the task. You don't have the resources to get it done. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, so many parallels with when they came out of Egypt, building a tabernacle mm-hmm. in the wilderness. There's no uh, Lowe's or Kent building supplies or Rona or home hardware. You're building it in the middle of nowhere. So resources. We don't have the resources to get it done. Opposition. We have people that don't want us to get it done. Mm-hmm. Then we've got people that are stuck in how the Babylonians approach it. Mm-hmm. And so Zerubbabel feels the crushing weight of responsibility. How do I get it done? And God begins speaking to him through the prophet, and he starts showing him these symbols. It's yeah. mountains. Yeah, very Who vivid. Who are you, great mountain? It wasn't a literal mountain range. No. But it was something that would trigger and connect with Zerubbabel, that which is standing between you mm-hmm. and accomplishing the will of God mm-hmm. is a mountain. It's something that must be dealt with. You know, another great example of that is Joseph with the dreams. <laughs> and, you know, he sees all of this stuff, and you're like, man, what does it... When, yes. you're reading, yes. when you're reading his dream, like, would you come up with the interpretation of that? Right. Right. Yeah, really. I love reading through Daniel's account when, when he's yeah. called in to give the interpretation. Mm. Yeah. And the king goes, no, no, not just the interpretation. Give me the dream, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But there's a very literal side. Right. But when you see what it means. That is that is a whole part that really needs to be discussed in detail, and it is fundamental. I cannot underscore how fundamental mm-hmm. it is to the maintaining of, of adequate equilibrium in doctrine hmm. is interpreting what part of Scripture is literal and what is symbolic. Interesting. Hmm. What is figurative and what is literal. Okay. And, and, and we, we probably should just save that greater discussion and tackle it in an episode dedicated to that. But, but literally burying someone in water, I mean, if you, if you don't understand mm. that there are literal aspects and then there are figurative, then you begin spiritualizing everything. Communion. 
Yeah. Right. Spiritualize communion. You can spiritualize yeah. baptism. You can, spirit, you can spiritualize, spiritualize it all. Mm-hmm. You need to know. And so this is why mm-hmm. you notice you notice a rhythm in Zechariah that emerges when he starts saying, now I'm going to show you this. Here's a basket. That's right. There's a lead lid on the basket. Mm-hmm. When you lift the lid on the basket, there's a woman in the basket. Okay, at this point, is anybody going like, Whoa, what am I supposed to see? Where so you this? mean to tell me I'm supposed to be looking for a literal basket hmm. with a woman in a basket? Yeah. Yeah, and he asks them, what do you see? And this is right? the rhythm. Yeah. I showed you this. That's right. What do you see? Yeah, I see a basket, and there's a lid, and there's a woman. Right. I'm seeing it. <laughs> and, and, and But then there were times that he said, I really don't know what I'm seeing. <laughs> he knew that he was seeing mm-hmm. a basket, mm-hmm. but he didn't know the essence. It's a great little story. It's a sower and seed, but I don't know who the sower is, and I don't know what the seed is. So therefore, how do I apply it to my person? Mm-hmm. How, do, how do I make it applicable to who I am. Well, and that's the struggle that we all live in as, as saints, you know, today. We come to church and it's okay, you hear the word of God and then it's okay. Now I have to take that what I heard and and translate it, it into my life. Right. My problems. Right. And 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 define my success. Right. Right? That that's the essence of Well, it's we the incarnation. Exactly. Well, it yeah. is the word becoming flesh. Yeah. That needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The incarnation is not just the initial time that the word became flesh. It needs to happen every time that you hear the word of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? So somewhere he says, and this is the rhythm that you highlighted mm-hmm. already, is I know what I'm showing you. What are you seeing? And when you step into the realm of the prophetic, this is Again, I know how to use this word, but it's fundamental to properly interpreting the prophetic. The hmm. prophetic is not just something that reveals uh, details about future events. Hmm. The prophetic is an anointed expression of divine utterance. Hmm. So you find out that the basket contained a woman, and the woman was wickedness, and the basket was iniquity. And all of a sudden, wow. Hmm. Now the interpretation to the symbolism comes. Mm -hmm. And so you have a man by the name of Zerubbabel who is feeling the intensity of the purpose that God has called him to, which is the reconstruction of the temple. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I don't have the resources. I don't have the means. I don't have the people. They don't think right. They don't act right. I don't, I, I can't. I can't compare and contrast with what it was to what it is now. I'm not that guy, but you're tasking me with this. Pretty stressful. How do I do it? Pretty stressful. How do I do it? And so this is where we get to the foolishness that you were talking about Mm. is there is another symbolism Mm. that is brought to the occasion. Mm -hmm. And it is in Zechariah chapter Mm 5 and verse number 1. Now notice, notice it. We're going to read it in the... Uh, NIV version, but but go ahead. Zechariah five one. Yes. Then I turned and lifted up my eyes and behold, uh, and behold, a flying scroll. There was a flying Sorry, roll. It says scroll. No, yeah, my bad. A flying roll. Okay, you're you're reading the King James. Okay. 
Let's scroll. You're right. The, the King James says a roll. Yes, the NIV. The NIV says a scroll. Says a scroll. That's correct. Okay. Yep. So I see a flying scroll. Mm-hmm. Here's the symbolism. Mm-hmm. And we can leave at this moment and go, wow, isn't that neat? God showed him a flying scroll. What is it? It's a magic carpet that we're just going to ride all the way to the fulfillment of, of our purpose. What's the flying scroll? And it surprised him because he turned. So it's he, not it, even where he was looking initially. Right. So it's like this 360 thing going on, evidently, where right. it's like you're in one of them dark amusement park things where stuff is happening all around you. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Disorienting almost. 30 feet long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not exactly a small scroll. It's not just your average scroll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Notice the rhythm. Mm-hmm. What does verse 2 say? Mm-hmm. What verse do you two. see? Verse 2. Give me a second. I'm not there. It's right on the opening page. Oh. He said, what do you see? Mm-hmm. Okay. He already told us what he was showing him. Yep. But now he said, I want to know, how are you interpreting what I'm showing you? Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you see? I answered, I see a flying scroll. 30 feet long and 15 <laughs> feet wide. Dude. <laughs> it's like a magic carpet. Dude. Yep. And he said to me, this is the curse that is going out over the whole land. Wow. For according to what it says on one side, every thief will be banished. Mm. And according to what it says on the other, everyone who swears falsely will be banished. Mm. The Lord Almighty declares, I will send it out, and it will enter the house of the thief and the house of him who swears falsely by my name. Mm -hmm. Wow. It will remain in his house. Uh, Don't don't miss this part. Mm. It will remain in his house and destroy and destroy it. Yeah, both its timbers and wow. its stones. So this is not just a thirty by fifteen carpet. <laughs> it's not a thirty by fifteen parchment. It is a symbolism of the word of God, mm-hmm. the anointed utterance of God. Mm-hmm. Notice, no re- no 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 remote control antennas. <laughs> no strings attached, a flying scroll that has absolute free course to go wherever it needs to go. And it is attracted hmm. to what it needs to address. Mm-hmm. And there is a dominion in that word and an authority in that word that when it gets to the house that it's supposed to get to, it hangs out there until it destroys. Okay? Again, he's telling Zerubbabel this. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with it from the standpoint of all of those that are opposing you, every thief, every liar that's bearing false witness. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a tool that I give you mm-hmm. that you are going, a military grade spiritual weapon that I'm going to give you that has pinpoint accuracy. And when you open your mouth and you utter it, it will find the opposition and annihilate it. It just hovers down there for a while. It does. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what preaching is all about. Mm -hmm. That is the essence of what it is. You don't need to be looking over your shoulder for a scroll right now. What he was telling Zerubbabel was this. My word Mm -hmm. is what establishes the authority and takes authority over opposition preaching Mm. 
is one of the most powerful utterances that exists on earth today. Mm-hmm. Anointed preaching has the ability to destroy yokes, mm-hmm. to confront yes. spirits of opposition. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if we have ever needed preaching, if you're wondering, Zerubbabel, how am I going to reconstruct this temple? How are we going to get Babylon out of the people now that we have the people out of Babylon? It's going to be through preaching. Preach the word. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, that is why in, in, in Corinthians, Paul says it is... The preaching of the cross yes. is to them that perish foolishness. Yes, but unto us which are saved is the power of God. But unto us that are saved, it yeah. is the power yeah. of God. Preaching is foolish to the world. Sure, yeah. How can, how can something like that save anybody? But if you believe, it is not foolish. It is power. Yep. It is the power of God unto salvation. Mm-hmm. If you're just starting your walk with God and you're listening to us today, you need to fall in love with preaching. I want to be clear on this. It's not preachers that save people. Preaching. But it is preaching yes. that saves yes. people. That is so key. That that doesn't usually make it to the sound clip. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. He goes on to say, For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and it will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Oh, yeah. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. Yeah. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. It pleased God, not by foolish preaching, but by the foolishness yeah. from that worldly concept. Preaching destroys the wisdom of the wise. It annihilates opposition. Mm-hmm. It demands. Mm-hmm. It demands respect. Okay? You need to fall in love with preaching. You need to fall in love with preaching even when it confronts you. Yes. You need to embrace it when it it accosts you. It 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 challenges your views, your mindsets. You need to love preaching that much because even when preaching displeases your carnal man, it pleases God. Oh, yeah. I'm bumming that one. That's excellent. Yeah, how do you expect to be better if you're never confronted and you never change your ways? I know it sounds very practical, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to confront you. It has to change you. If it's preaching, it will. Yeah. Notice what he said. It... It's preaching that was addressing thieves and addressing mm-hmm. bearers of false witness. Mm-hmm. And guess whose houses it found? Mm-hmm. It found the house of a thief mm-hmm. and those that bear false witness. Preaching, there's an organism to the anointed word. It knows where to go. Mm-hmm. It'll find you. That's the essence of the word of God. It'll find you. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so... It, it, we, we, you already referenced this, but it caught the prophet off guard when he, when he, when he, when he saw that scroll. Yeah. He, he had to turn and go, whoa, <laughs> what, what was that? What I was looking at mm-hmm. 
was was not what that was. So there was a contrast with what he was looking at versus where the word was going. Yeah, he was distracted or he was... Right, yeah. right. You need to refocus. Which, again, is that not what preaching is? That is what it is. <laughs> How many times have you come oh, to man. church? Yeah, I was just going to say, you come to church on a Sunday and your brain is yeah. in right field and all of a sudden you leave and... You're, you're recalibrated. Your spiritual you? man is recalibrated. Yeah. yeah. So what was he looking at before he turned? So that's a great question. Then the angel who talked with me returned and wakened me as a man is wakened from his sleep. He asked me, what do you see? <laughs> Notice that? Mm -hmm. This rhythm is there the whole mm -hmm. way through the book of Zechariah. Mm -hmm. What do I you answered, see? I see a gold, a solid gold lampstand with yeah. a bowl at the top and seven lights on it with seven channels to the lights. Oh, yes. <laughs> also, there are two olive trees. By so the it. first thing I see is a lampstand. It's got a bowl on the top. Mm -hmm. And there's seven lights coming out of this, seven flames mm -hmm. coming out of this. Mm -hmm. There is some. I know we know this, mm -hmm. but there's something about the word of God that is illuminating. Mm -hmm. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Mm-hmm. The entrance of thy word giveth light. The God of this world hath blinded the eyes of them. Mm -hmm. But the word penetrates the darkness, and it illuminates, and it casts away the shadows, and it brings clarity mm -hmm. to what is what's going on in your life, what's going on in your mind, what's going on in your spirit. Okay? Truth. So this is what he's looking at. Mm -hmm. This is another symbolism. This is this this is what is leading up to the scroll moment. You see a candlestick with a bowl on the top that has the oil in it to provide the illumination, and mm -hmm. it's the word. Mm -hmm. And he goes on. Also, there are two olive trees by it. One on the right of the bowl, and the other on its left. So now you have a candlestick between trees. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my <laughs> Lord? <laughs> Anybody else there? Yeah. yeah he yeah. answered, do you not know what these are? You don't know what these are? <laughs> I mean, it's simple? trees and it's a lamp. Hello. And it's a bowl and there's pipes coming from the trees to feed the bowl. <laughs> he said, uh, no, my Lord, I replied. <laughs> so he said to me, this is the word of the Lord. So this is what he said. This is the word of the Lord. No, I thought it's a candlestick. No, it's the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's illuminating. Mm -hmm. The entrance of this bringeth light. Mm. It has a source of oil that is unique from how it used to be in the temple. That's right. How it used to be in the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. You had to bring the oil to it, but now there is an endless supply from these two olive trees mm. that are supporting this. The light will never go out. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So he says... This is the word. This is the word of the Lord, Zerubbabel. And then we get to the famous part. Right. <laughs> Not by might, nor yes. by power, but by my spirit, says the Woo. Lord. You're going to build this tabernacle mm -hmm. not with your might, not with your power, but by my spirit, which is the expression of the word of God. Mm -hmm. You're going to preach this thing into existence. Mm -hmm. The anointed word of God is going to make this happen. You will reestablish this church by preaching it into existence. Mm -hmm. You will rebuild the temple 
by preaching it into existence, you will rid the people of wickedness by preaching it out. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is the essence of what he's saying. And this this flies in the face of the attitude that says, well, I I have my Bible. That's all I need. (laughs) Right? Because he goes on to say that the two trees with the pipes Mm-hmm. Are what? So again, I asked him, what are these two olive branches beside the two gold pipes that pour out golden oil? Yeah. He replied, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I said. So he said, these are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord. Of these Lord. are the preachers. Now, I know there's eschatological implications here that we are intentionally just mm. zooming over. We're riding the scroll right over them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But for the application of what we're talking about right now, it's the word flanked by anointed preachers Hmm. and the connectivity between them. So it takes more than your Bible for you to be saved. That is the word. Mm -hmm. What the preachers, the anointed men of God, bring to the word is it takes it from being the word to a word. Hmm. You don't just need the word to be saved. You need a word to be saved. So you can read your Bible all week, but when you come in and once that word is flanked by anointed ministry, the light of the word begins to illuminate Mm -hmm. and brightness returns to what you've read. And you go, wow, I've I've never seen that. Wow, that fits what I'm going through. And the anointed preaching of the word of God brings a light to the situation that you're in. That's good. That's good stuff. Okay. Uh, let's take a break right here. Let me ask you if you're a subscriber. It's been a while since we've done this. Let me turn on the subscribe music. Yeah. This means... It's time. It's time. Reach for your phone and subscribe. It means that the freeloaders leave at this point. We ask you to go and make way for the premium kingdom subscribers. <laughs> So right now you see a flying scroll to <laughs> yeah. hit the like button. No strings that, attached. That scroll is hitting the like button. Yeah. What do you see? I see a subscribe button. That's yeah. right. That's and right. a bell. So if you're a subscriber, hey, thank you. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us. We appreciate you uh, helping us. We just with need that. your friends to subscribe and stop freeloading. So there we go. I had to get that off my chest. It's been a while right. since we've done one of those. Feeling better? Yeah. All right. It feels good. <clears throat> All right. It's good. You know, I just wanted to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think some of this, what makes the, these passages uh, in Zechariah cool, is he he appears to be inquisitive while he's in these moments as well. Sure he does. You know what I mean? Sure like he he's Because this portion in 12 and 13 came from Zechariah where he said, what, what, what is this? You know? How many things do we miss by yeah. not asking? Of the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. That's revelation, right? Again, I think that comes back to what we said a few moments ago about disciples ask. Mm-hmm. The, the, mm-hmm. It, it's a discipline to ask and not just be satisfied with the superficial. Because you can chalk it up to being something foolish or you can say, no, there's got to be something here. Like, Right. There's got to be something right. here. I think this is also why 
preachers need to preach the word. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. We don't need to preach... Uh, we don't need to be so illustration-heavy mm-hmm. that people remember the illustration and forget the word. An illustration has no divine backing. Mm-hmm. It's like the symbolisms here. You can get lost in the symbolisms and lose the reality. Hmm. Okay? Hmm. So we don't need to preach um, present-day cultural messages. Hmm. Uh, the spiritual Dr. Spock. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Okay? Preach the Word. The Word in and of itself is anointed. Mm-hmm. And when you put that in the mouth of an anointed man, that is a yoke-destroying combination. We have too many, and, and, and I, I want to illustrate this. Here we go with an illustration. <laughs> but with word, okay? Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Another one of symbolism. Right. Yeah. Says, Ezekiel chapter 3. 3.1 three, yes. in the NIV. And he said to me, son of man, eat what is before you. Eat what is before you. Eat this scroll. Eat this what? Scroll. Ah. Yep. Eat the word. Devour the word. Catch it out of the air. <laughs> Consume it. <laughs> yeah. Be full of the word. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Then go and speak. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I see where you're going oh, with this. Yeah. Oh, eat, then speak. Mm-hmm. Eat, then speak. And, and, and he tells you what? To eat. Eat the word. Mm-hmm. God give us preachers that's, that are not preaching on empty stomachs. <laughs> Don't speak your mind. Speak the scroll. Right. <laughs> yeah. There is no comparison mm-hmm. between a preacher that gets this, he gets this backwards. Okay, if you go back to last week's lesson, if you're not eating the scroll, you'll eat the flock. Oh, wow. Ouch. Wow. Foolish shepherds eat the flock instead of eating the scroll. Wow. Eat the scroll, feed the flock. Hmm. Eat the scroll and speak. That is the progression of ministry. Hmm. So I opened my mouth mm-hmm. and he gave me the scroll. Yep. Then he said to me, son of man, eat this scroll I'm giving you and fill your stomach with yeah, it. Be full of it. Yep. So yep. I ate it and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said to me, son of man, go now to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. Uh, go on a full stomach. Yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah. I'm just telling you, there's nothing like preaching that is just word on top of word on top of word, networked line upon line, precept mm-hmm. upon precept, here a little, there a little. Mm-hmm. Cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Book end to book end. Give me word. Okay? That's the kind of preaching that will rebuild the temple. Zerubbabel. That's the kind of preaching that will deal with iniquity and wickedness. And it will find the house of the thief and find the house of the bearer of false witness. And it will stay there. Your little illustration won't get it done. Hmm. But that kind of preaching. We'll get it done. That'll get it done. It's good stuff. 
Okay? Ezekiel goes on to say in verse 15 that he came to the captivity. Mm-hmm. At Tel Abib. Right. That dwelt by the river Chibar, and I sat where they sat and There's remained an- there astonished. Yeah. Among them seven days. Yeah. It came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Okay. So here's another thing. After you are after you are preaching from a point of being full of the scroll, now don't preach if you're not willing to sit where I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. The prophet went to the place of captivity, sat by the river Chebar, mm-hmm. in captivity with them for seven days before he started preaching to them. Wow. Don't just preach to me if you are not willing to sit with me. Oof. This is the dynamic of apostolic ministry. That, Pre- that takes away from the impulsiveness of it, doesn't it? It does. Or the run and gun. It the- does. Seeing something real quick and just, yeah, wow. <clears throat> They'll hear you if you do that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Here, here's the, the dynamic. It, it continues. Verse 18. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine Ooh, hand. That's, that's a terrifying scripture for me. So I told you, Pastor, I want you to preach and address the wickedness. Mm-hmm. But you didn't do it. Okay? You went and sat with them. You related with them. Mm-hmm. You heard the word from me, but you didn't give it to them. And so because you didn't give it to them, judgment is going to be executed upon them. And you have to be the one that executes the judgment. So if you won't preach to them, I will make you judge them. Man, compromising preachers do not get off without judging wickedness. You'll either preach to address it or you'll judge it. Wow. Read on. Yet if thou warn the wicked and he turn not from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Ah, so if you tell him, and he doesn't do it, mm-hmm. at least you delivered your soul. Mm-hmm. Which seems to be quite important. <laughs> it seems to be. <laughs> seems to be. Can I ask something right here? Is that why I hear you preach sometimes and say, I don't feel I really shit? For sure. When you're preaching. Absolutely. It's a part of delivering your soul. It is. And that's the dynamic mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. preaching, that it's so powerful it saves both the hearer and the preacher. Yeah. Hmm. The, the preaching of that word that God gives, mm-hmm. when he gives it to that preacher, now his soul is dependent mm-hmm. upon him delivering it, not just the soul of who needs to hear it. Mm. And that is why a preacher, because we all know it is the foolishness of preaching that saves them that believe. Well, how does the preacher stay saved? The dynamic of preaching even saves the preacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in the process of delivering that word, he delivers his soul. Hmm. Now, that's no small thing. No, it's not. Mm-mm. 
So that puts supreme importance upon a preacher eating the word of God, mm-hmm. sitting with the people, but not being so driven by what is holding them captive that you don't deliver what God gave you to deliver. And in hmm. the process, you both end up being saved. That is why, that is why Paul said to the church in Thessalonica, mm-hmm. I have a prayer request for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Pray I for us. Pray for us. Yeah. yeah. What do you want me to pray for? Oh, I want you to pray yeah. that I don't have another shipwreck. I want you to pray no. that I never get beat with, with no. 39 stripes. I want you to pray that when I go to Jerusalem, everybody will meet me and there'll be a great... No. no, no, no. He said, the prayer request that I have for you is that the word of the Lord will have free course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is my prayer request. That wherever I go to preach, the scroll has no mm-hmm. strings attached. It can just go. It can literally Mm -hmm. go wherever it needs to go. Hmm. Is is that not reminiscent of what happens when you go back to the beginning? The voice of the Lord God walked with Adam in the cool of the garden. He had legs. Mm -hmm. There was something about the approach of the voice of God before he sinned, that it had free course. It would go wherever it wanted to go in the garden. There was no off-limits regions, areas Mm -hmm. at all. But once Adam fell into transgression and him and Eve rebelled, notice what happens. When the word begins approaching them, they're hiding. Mm -hmm. Something is wrong with you when you start hiding from the Word of God. Wow. When you come to church and sit down on a pew, and your prayer request is, I hope he don't talk about. Mm -hmm. Ah, there he goes again. Mm -hmm. You need to come saying, God, let the Word have free Free course. course. Free course. Free course. Let the Word Find those areas of opposition and hover there until it destroys every thief, every bearer of false witness, every bit of wickedness, every bit of immorality, every bit of opposition that would stand against the progress of building the church of God. Let the word of God find it, hover out there until it destroys it. You will see this temple built to the world. That's a foolish concept. To us that believe it's the power of God.